Hello and welcome to the Magical Midlife Podcast, where you get a refreshing, uplifting and optimistic perspective on life in your 40s and 50s. I'm your host, Lindsay DeSwart, and I'm delighted that you've joined us here today. So let's jump right in. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's lovely episode of The Magical Midlife. Thank you for coming back and joining us again. Today, I am interviewing a very special lady called Tracy Bowen. And Tracy is an entrepreneur, and she's been in, well, we've been in the same network for quite some time now. And Tracy is absolutely a perfect example of walking the magical midlife. So today, I'm going to ask Tracy to tell us all about it. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you so much, Lindsay. I'm so excited to be here. Excellent. Not as excited as I am because I want to know the details. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's the good, the bad, the ugly, and the reemergence. Fantastic. Love it all. Good, good, good. Right. Well, sounds like we've got a good one on our hands today. Awesome. So, Tracy, please can you give us a little bit of background of, um, let's say, chapter one of Tracy? My goodness, I feel like I've had a million chapter ones, to be perfectly honest. (laughs) Um, You know, up to a few years ago, even say 10 years ago, I was, you know, well, what I would consider a traditional um, woman with a traditional life, although I've been told that that's not exactly accurate. Um, You know, I was uh, in a long-term relationship. I was raising stepchildren. I had the perfect house with the perfect, um, the perfect everything, and yet I was miserable. I was going to say, how was that working out for you? <laughs> yes, did not work out so well for for any of us. You know, truth be told, I was making him miserable. He was making me miserable, and God knows I was making the stepchild miserable. Right, um, because there was no joy in that for me, and I was really following what. Um, what I felt society had laid out for me, yeah. very passionate about my career. I had, had always been a career person. Um, and I followed that for uh, well over uh, two and a half decades um, until one day I woke up and said, okay, enough, like enough of being miserable in this life that from the outside looks so perfect. Wow. And it, it was an awakening for me. Um, And I came home that night and I said to my now ex-partner, because we were in the process of selling our wonderful home and moving to an even more wonderful home. And I just said, I'm not coming. And he said, thank God, because I don't want you to. Oh, (laughs) my goodness. To be a fly on the wall for that conversation. (laughs) And, you know, it was so wonderful because I think we both just felt this tremendous sense of relief. Yeah. Yeah that it was really that simple to just say, this is not working. I am not happy. You are not happy. Um, We need to make some changes. And we had already tried, you know, the counseling and all that stuff. And um, at our core, we are just very different people. Mm -hmm. And to this day, we are better friends now than we were (laughs) the 12 years that we lived together. We had what was potentially the most amicable breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, we wrote, we wrote our separation agreement on a napkin over chicken wings at the local pub. 
Perfect. And have my next door neighbor sign it. It was super simple. <laughs> um, yeah, she was like devastated. And we're like, oh no, this is a really good thing. We just need a witness. It's all good. Wow. Um, and so I packed up all my stuff and I moved cities because I wanted to um, reestablish who Tracy was without being Tracy and fill in the blank. Yeah. Um, I'll protect his his anonymity because he's probably dying if he ever knew that we were talking about this right now. So I'll apologize in advance, hon, but you know, it is what it is. Fair enough. And um, so how long ago was that? That was 2015. At the time I had a super thriving um, direct sales business, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. I had that flexibility to go anywhere that I wanted to go. So I packed up my, packed up my stuff and I moved um, two hours away so that I could literally start over again. And I started. And then a year later, I lost that business when the company closed. Uh, And so now I was uh, 50 and a bit, no business, no visible means of support and single mm -hmm. going, hallelujah, geez, what a great day this is. Yeah. Um, But you know, I believe in gifts and I believe in messages from from the beyond. And that day was May 24th. And that is the day that my mom passed 16 years ago. And she always sends a message on that day. There's always a message. And I woke up that day and it was the first time in, I think it was 11 years at that point. Um, It was the first time that I had woken up on the anniversary of her death. And I didn't feel that heavy weight really of the of mem of uh, remembrance yeah and I thought well you know what maybe my journey to healing is is really kind of taking hold and then two hours later I lost a multi-million dollar business so you know thanks mom <laughs> appreciate your timing yeah um, and so I had to reinvent myself again and so I went back into the corporate world and um You know, there's a lot of aspects that I love about corporate. I love the structure. I love um, teammates and working together in a group. But there's also a lot of stuff that after nine years of being an entrepreneur are very um, hemmed in Mm. and very restrictive. So what was the toughest thing to go back to? Um, Getting other people's approval in Mm. order to implement an idea that you know is going to work because you've done it before. Yeah. And getting it past, you know, 17 layers of management (laughs) approval, or probably wasn't 17, just felt like 17. I was going to say, it sure felt like it though. Yeah. And, you know, those kinds of things get easier over time because you Mm -hmm. just become reaccustomed to the new normal. Um, But I was commuting again and it was, you know, a two to three hour commute each way. Yeah. And I totally lost my autonomy and my identity again. Right. And so, you know, I kind of went on this internal soul searching of, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm -hmm. And yet at the same time, at the same time thinking, you know, you're almost an old lady, like you're, you're in your fifties now, like Mm -hmm. you should know already. And I didn't, I clearly did not know. I was really just struggling. Mm -hmm. And so I, I left there and I went and did a contract position that again, it, it filled the wallet, but it didn't feel the, fill the soul. Mm. And so I did that only for a very short period of time. And then I literally took a sabbatical for close to seven or eight months to just mm. sit 
and B, mm-hmm. because I realized I had not done that since I was 19 years old. Just sit yeah, to and just think, yeah, what do you want to do? Mm. And I realized that my entire life had been wrapped up in, um, I identified myself by what I did, much like men traditionally do. Well, yeah, much like so many people do, and which is why redundancy mm-hmm. is such a crisis for so many people. You know, you can say, well, you can just go and get another job. But as you say, it's about way more than that, because you identify yourself as being that person. Exactly. And, um, you know, and that was a struggle for me, even when I left, um, because before, while I was uh, still with my previous partner, I had been uh, a corporate employee for 19 years and I loved it. Mm. But, you know, the situation changed and I left that corporation and became an entrepreneur. And so the struggle is the same, no matter which Mm -hmm. direction you're going. It's literally trying to identify who you are, what you want, yeah, and then finding things that fill that. Yeah, good point. As opposed to, you know, well, I'll take this and I'll find myself along the way. If you're really truly searching for joy that, you know, is an inside job, as they say, mm-hmm. you have to go the other direction. And sometimes you have to make some pretty nasty sacrifices, which I've done over the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, you know, but for me, um, flexibility was the single biggest thing. Um, I love working with other women. I love, love seeing them succeed. And that mm-hmm. gives me more joy than succeeding myself. Fair and enough. so, you know, I packed up again. I, I woke up. I, I do things rather spontaneously, as you <laughs> may know, Lindsay. Yes, I've noticed. <laughs> yes. So in October of uh, 2019, I woke up one day in my beautiful executive townhome in Guelph, Ontario, and said, you need to sell this house. Oh, <laughs> You know, like I just literally woke up that day and I went, well, I'm not sure who's talking to me, but every time I've ignored that voice, it has not worked out well for me. Yeah, so enough. now I follow the voice. And so I listed my house. And I sold it within 24 hours, which was a little bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. And I had 30 days to get out and find a new home and um, and move. And so, you know, everything else went on hold. I, I don't know how often you've moved. I tend to be a little bit transient because I mm-hmm. do love a new adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm one of those strange people that likes going to a new city and finding new things that I and didn't even know yeah. existed before and meeting wonderful people. Yeah. Apparently I choose to go to new countries. Yes. Yeah. It, yes. Neither is an easy choice. <laughs> no, it, they're not e- easy, but they're sure a path of self-discovery along the way. I was going to say, and yet an adventure. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Throw yourself into a new adventure and off you go. But as you say, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. No, it was not easy. I decided that I was going to move to London. I have some mm-hmm. friends here. and London, um, Ontario, let's just be clear. Lo- yes, London, Ontario. Okay, yeah. not, not London, England. Um, although that is where my family is, is from in that neck of the woods. Okay. And so I arrived here on December the 19th of 2019. Okay. And the house was a train wreck. And part of that I knew when I was purchasing it, 
because I felt like I needed a project. I do my best thinking when I'm busy and when I'm working on something totally different from, you know, the challenge at hand. Right. Okay. Um, and so it, it was a total train wreck. My girlfriends were quite appalled when they came in to help me unpack. Oh, wow. And uh, the, the woman who owned the house just before me, she had uh, dementia and she lived mm-hmm. here longer than she really should have by herself. Mm-hmm. And so I set to making it my home. And I realized in that process that I had had a lot of houses along the way. But even though this one is a train wreck, from front to back, top to bottom. Uh, it's the first one in a very long time that has felt like my home. Yeah, And I think part of that is because I am putting TLC into it and mm-hmm. my soul. And um, I've had to learn all kinds of new skills. Because as you know, March 2019, we went into complete lockdown. Mm-hmm. I had already ripped up my floors at that point. And... Um, had to teach myself how to lay hardwood or deal with not having any floors for an unspecified amount of time. Oh my goodness. And materials came harder to come by as well, didn't they? Just because of restrictions on stores and everything. Yes. Well, I had had the wood delivered prior to the shutdown because of course I didn't know. So it was already sitting here and I thought, well, you can sit here and, you know, bemoan the fact that you're in shutdown or you can make your house look really nice during the shutdown. So by the time it opens, it doesn't look like a train wreck. So that was the route that I decided to take. And honestly, I think it kept me sane. Fair enough. During, during that first time I was in a strange city where Mm -hmm. I had some friends, but not a ton of friends and they're all at the other side of the city. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're all trying to do our best and do the stay at home order. And so I didn't see anyone for Mm -hmm. months. And if you want some introspection time, be by yourself for months in a new city yes. where you really only go to the grocery store and, and back again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wonder how popular silence retreats are now because we all feel like we've put ourselves through them a bit in our own front, like front room. <laughs> I, I can tell you that I used to adore those. Now yeah. you couldn't pay me enough to go to one. <laughs> I I remember one day in March and it was warm, but you know, still that gray, icky winter. And I remember sitting in my living room going, for the love of God, I just need to see another human being. Yeah. And I stood out on the side of the road just so I could watch people yeah. and, you know, see faces and, you know, know that the world was still turning out there. And uh, I started taking a drive every day with the top down to get some vitamin D and the heat full bore. And just driving around my neck of the woods going, yep, there's a person, there's a person, the world is still here, it's all good. Um, you know, when I was doing that while, while building one of my current businesses, and um, I started to develop a love of, of new things that would never have occurred to me to even try before. Mm-hmm. Um, Such as? And so, uh, well... I love doing home renos. I have done everything (laughs) myself so far uh, with the exception of um, some lighting because I don't trust myself with electricity. I think that's a little bit scary. I think there's some legal requirement there too, isn't it? Well, apparently you can do it if it's in your own home. I just don't want to live in the home that I've done the electricity in, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've discovered that. I've discovered a love of woodworking, which I think is fascinating because I grew up watching my father 
who is a master woodworker, um, build things and always tackling new projects and just kind of sitting down and figuring it out. And, you know, when I started learning from him years ago, just the basics of home maintenance, because he believed that a woman should always be able to take care of her own home. She shouldn't have to rely on hiring people. Yeah. And thanks, Dad. Appreciate that. Because some of it has come in very handy. Exactly. Um, But I started looking around going, you know, I, I really need some beautiful patio furniture. And I couldn't find anything that I really loved. And so I kind of sat down one day and went, maybe you should build some. Mm-hmm. And so I taught myself how to build the beautiful patio furniture that I now have. And it, you know, in, in developing the, those new skills, I think often by the time we get to our fifties, we've forgotten the joy of learning mm-hmm. and learning something new and being a beginner and giving yourself permission to pardon my French, just suck at it for a little while until you learn, yep. you know, how to do better. Yep. And it's both humbling mm-hmm. to really suck at something, but it's also very freeing Yeah, because you, you are literally giving yourself permission to, it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. for me in this whole pandemic of two years of shutdown, I am a high achieving, A type personality, impatient, get things done yesterday. Why isn't it already done? And I learned to say it is what it is, Trace. It'll mm-hmm. be what it'll be. And it'll be what it'll be when it will be. Stop trying to push water up a hill. Oh my goodness. People meditate on top of mountains for years in order to learn that. So it's a fantastic that you've come to that level of acceptance. It, it was really quite shocking to myself, <laughs> to be perfectly yeah. honest. You know, as I was sitting in my living room with half the wood done, but too ex- physically exhausted to carry on going, mm-hmm. oh my God, Trace, like you are in your mid fifties. <laughs> Holy geez. I would not have chosen to do that had I known the physical exhaustion. Yeah. And yet the physical exhaustion allowed for my personal and spiritual growth into, it just is. Mm-hmm. You, you are tired. You need to take care of you now. Yeah. And so I spent a great deal of time taking care of me from the inside out and just learning to be patient with myself and saying, you know, it, it will be okay. Yeah. Except for the few days that I sat in the middle of the living room going, what was I thinking? Mm. And just, you know, crying for hours at a time. Yeah. Fair enough. But moves through the process. uh, Well, absolutely. And you know, sometimes when you're in the middle of the crisis, you can't actually see that you're not in the crisis. You're actually in the middle of a transformation. Oh, and yeah. And they both hurt and they're both uncomfortable. Um, coming out the other side, it just takes a little bit of time and some patience. And um, I've always been a big believer on giving others grace. Mm-hmm. And this year has given me permission to give myself grace which is true courage. You know, it didn't feel brave. <laughs> no, I know scary. it doesn't. It doesn't feel brave when you're in it. Yeah. But there is no greater grace than actually appreciating that what you've done has taken courage. Yeah. And, you know, so often because I am that A-type person, 
people have said to me my entire life, oh my gosh, you're so brave. And it never actually occurred to me that I was, I was just doing me. You just doing right? like this. Yeah, this is just who I am. And it wasn't until the pandemic hit that I kind of went, wow, you, you do have a rather large set trays. Like you are kind of brave. Like you're trying all this stuff and some of it, you're failing miserably. Um, I learned to ask for help when I need it. That's huge. Oh, it was massive for me. Yeah. And, um, you know, my neighbors now know me very well because I am no longer afraid of going and knocking on their door going, uh, could you use a little assistance? Do you think you could help me out? And I think the biggest thing that I learned is when you ask for help, it gives someone else the opportunity to give mm-hmm. you grace. Seriously. Yeah. You know, I've always been the helper. I've never mm. been the helped. See, that's saying there so, is no shame in actually no. that you cannot change the world on your own. <laughs> no. <laughs> and yet, especially if you've been in the corporate world and you're, you know, you're fighting your way to the top kind of thing there it's almost seen as a weakness mm-hmm. you should absolutely do all of this on your own and it's just it's not real no it's a totally unrealistic expectation mm-hmm. and we accomplish more when we're together absolutely yeah for sure and so much quicker absolutely and it creates community which is something that has become truly important in my world is creating that community, a community that is safe, a community that is accepting, you know, no matter where you're at, Mm -hmm. you should be accepted for where you're at. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been at places that weren't so pretty to watch from the outside. Um, But on the inside, that transition has been um, beautiful. And some people have been really accepting of that and some people not so much. And I just choose to not have those people in my personal community at this time. Yeah. It's not healthy for me. Mm -hmm. I've learned to put myself first in terms of um, I need to do what's right for me. And you can either support it or, you know, just step aside until either you are or just keep stepping aside. I mean, if you think about the businesses that you've had in the past, and um, obviously I, I don't know about the corporate side because we met more through when you've been doing the sort of marketing and direct sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you think about how many people you have supported over the years, when you think about sort of karma and yin and yang and, you know, the balance of things, there had to come a time at some stage when you would need to ask for support. Mm-hmm. And so maybe this is the time. So that's, that's just the coming into balance. It was going to happen at some stage. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, direct sales is a great teacher for things like that. Because, it's a great teacher for many um, things, I believe. A hundred percent. You know, they say, if you want to go um, fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go with the team. Mm. And I 100% believe that. And I think that there are people all over the world that are just looking for that uh, tribe that accepts them for where they're at and says, yeah, we're not leaving you behind. Let's go. Mm. And locking arms with people and making a difference for each other. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like it's been ups and downs and a heck of a journey and a huge, big self-learning journey as well. Um, Huge. 
Yeah, and I really want to thank you for being open and honest about that because that takes courage in itself. So now that you've been through that, the caterpillar cocoon and the goo, as they say, what is coming out of the other side um, in your shiny, bright future that you went through all of this to create? Well, I'm going to be honest with you and tell you that I've got some things in the works that are still a little bit um, under wraps at this moment. Okay. But oh, that's exciting. That sounds like a I know. adventure. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I've got a few things percolating. Okay. And, you know, I don't ever like to talk about the percolation before it's happening because for me, something um, has to feel right. Yeah. Much like waking up in October and saying, I have to sell this house. Um, this is kind of the same thing. I'm yep. on that journey and waiting for the, yep, this is the right fit for you. This is absolutely the next thing okay, that cool. you are going to do. Um, but what I've learned out of all of it mm-hmm. is that you can't put your career first. You have to put yourself first and your career will follow. Nice. And, you know, I learned that when I was 24. Uh, my boss, who was a wonderful mentor to me, Bob Bailey, um, told me when I was 24, do what you love and you'll never work another day in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was raised by a family that believed in hard work and that was just foreign to me. So I heard him saying it and I remember thinking at 24, well, yeah, you own the company. Of course you could say yeah, that. Exactly. Um, but here I am at the ripe old age of 50 something, not sharing what, um, 50 something saying, No, you need to allow that to evolve into something that you're not going to spend the rest of your life doing and waiting for your life to start. You have to live your life and allow everything else to come along with it. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a little bit more time than you really want, um, but you can't, you can't push the water up a hill. Yeah. That's, that's my biggest learning. You can't push the water up the hill. Mm -hmm. You can make it go a little bit a little bit faster when you're pushing with a team, but um, you have to wait for things to hatch and you have to wait for the the chrysalis to open to say, yep, this is my time. Yeah. Fantastic. So where are you with the house now? Cause you've obviously invested a lot of time and energy into that. Are you happy with how home feels now? It has evolved beautifully. I will say, um, Congratulations. uh, Yes. I'm sitting in my living room, which is my favorite room of my house. Um, My office area is almost done. I've been working on a a project with that and um, I've made a very unique uh, countertop to go with that. Mm -hmm. So you can stay tuned on Facebook. Hopefully I'll be unveiling it in the next couple of weeks. We've had a few. Wow. Shouldn't have done that. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) You know, my neighbors love walking past my garage because they they consider it my, you know, they walk by going, ooh, toil and trouble is happening in Tracy's garage. What are you building? And I usually say, not 100% sure, stop back in a couple hours and you can see. Yeah. Um, but they always ask, like, how do you know how to do this? And I usually say, I, I have no idea. I, yeah. And this is my first time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to try it. Like, what's what's the worst thing that can happen? Yeah really. Um, so every room at the front half of the house, I decided that for my own A-type sanity, that I would do the front half of the house, which is the public area. Mm -hmm. I would do that first from the interior 
I'm not going to do exterior probably until next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so people often will come in now and go, wow, I did not expect it to look like this from the outside. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. Okay. But- so hold on a second. Is that not the most beautiful metaphor for what you've been going through? A hundred percent. It just kind of makes me laugh every time. It's like, yep, yeah, this is an inside job. Yeah. Perfect. This is an inside job. So we're getting there. I still don't let anyone in the back half of my house, but the front yeah, half. <laughs> exactly. Right. I'm like, yep, nobody needs to see that part. Um, enough people saw it when it was an absolute disaster when I first moved in. But I think the important part is it it feels like home. And every square inch of this front half of the house mm-hmm. has me invested in it. And that just feels great. Wow. That is awesome. That's very, very good. Cool. So you're documenting some of your new journey and doing your new unveiling when it's ready. You're going to be doing that on Facebook. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So where can people, if people have enjoyed your journey and been inspired by what you've shared with us today, how can they find you, Tracy? Um, They can actually follow my personal page. I make it public. It's um, just Tracy Bowen, T-R-A-C-Y. Okay. T-R-A-C-Y and B-O-W-E-N, Tracy Bowen. Yep. Yes. Yep. Fantastic. Okay. So I know that we have lots of projects on the go at the moment. So we're keeping this succinct and together. If excellent. I'm, yeah, excellent. So if I'm just going to ask you to leave on a parting note, what would be kind of your words of advice if people feel right now they are heading into the chrysalis goo or they are stuck in the middle of the, you know, the sitting room with the tears going, oh my God, I don't know what's going to come out on the other side. What would you advise? What would you say? You know, two years ago, I would have said push through. Right. And now I'll say, sit in the goo. (laughs) Sit in the goo and just go, yep, this is a pretty darn gooey situation we got happening here. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to keep moving at my pace. And give yourself grace. Give yourself grace. Fantastic. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us today. I really appreciate it, Tracy. And I'm very excited to see what you will be revealing and unveiling over time as it feels right to do it. Perfect. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to sharing. Yes, very cool. Okay, so just to close up the episode today, if you've enjoyed what you've heard today and you feel that it will inspire other ladies just like you, please go to uh, soulfuladventureliving.com to my website or on Facebook at Lindsay DeSwart and you'll be able to see the episode and to share Tracy's episode. And then also please go and take a look at Tracy Bowen's Facebook page. So thank you for sharing with us, Tracy. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Take care.